Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I think I'm going to call this the spoken and unspoken about Trump. Well, he's got the virus. My first reaction is officially I hope he gets better but I'm also kind of uh, feel guilty to admit part of me hopes that it knocks him out of contention for um, the presidency I also hate to admit that um You know, the way he's handled the virus and didn't treat it as real. Well, that'll teach you type attitude. And I'm saying this out loud, but I suspect a lot of people have those kind of thoughts. We also have a little dread that, you know, Biden doesn't get the virus from the debate or or wherever. But this whole kind of contentious and wishing ill on other people and the vitriol and hate and crap that's going on. What happened? How did we get here? Even more important, how do we get out of it? I was listening to The Daily or one of my morning newscasts. They're talking about how all their signs... I don't know if they were for Trump or for Biden. I think Biden. But how, and this is in Idaho, how all their signs are being stolen out of the yard. And we live in a world where we live in two different sets of facts. live with media that uh, makes more money by the sensational the the radical Uh, so how do we unwind the world that's so biased, so polarized. How do you get away from hate toward love? Away from cynical and being hopeful. I wish I had the answers. I'm just throwing out the 
concerns and how this makes me feel. I don't like this world we now live in. I don't like from the top on down uh, how they purport themselves and how there's a lack of respect for fellow humans, decency and kindness. And I feel quite comfortable with blaming Trump for a lot of it, but <clears throat> my mom used to say it takes two to tangle. Yeah, and I do have a little bit of a something going on in my throat. So, what are all those thoughts that you're having? The stories that are running through your head that if you're able to look at them objectively, you realize they're kind of hateful thoughts that a good person hopefully wouldn't be lingering on too long. How is it that our world has turned into that? Where does religion step in in that void? I don't go to... Well, I go to UUFN, which is Universus Unitarian. And they're kind of a group of people that are pretty liberal... (coughs) that have kind of live and let live attitude. But I don't even, they're not even really a church. But I wonder what the religions of the world are preaching and saying about the divisions in this country. Since most of those are conservative, are they speaking up and saying the same thing, the conservative press and the conservative um, media and individuals are saying, is there any moderation of the ill will coming from religion? My own personal religion, yeah, there's a lot of self-talk going on and a struggle to try to get back to not seeing a person first for their political party which is really weird if you think about it how did political party get to be the top of the list on how we judge people not saying that we should be judging people in the first place, but we do as humans. How did politics get to be the top of the list? What political party are you? And that will affect how I see you and how I think about you. Not whether you're a mother or an engineer or a tennis player or a sister, or a father, or a brother, or a child. Well, let's hope we don't extend that down to the children.
But I expect even in grade school, there's some grouping of people by political party. How did political party get to be the top of how we judge people? Are they a good or bad person? No. Are they Republican or Democrat? Wow. Think about that. That's the first thing most people think about now. It's what political party are you? When you see someone, you say, well, I bet they're Republican. You see them do something, it's a, it's a form of prejudice. You see them drive into the neighborhood in a big truck. I kind of think, hmm, Republican. I start looking at the their features, their behaviors, and start sorting them. Now there's, and it's not particularly hard to do. I mean, and I'm sure you're just as capable as I am, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, of sorting people into these two piles. I call myself an independent, but I'm obviously very liberal independent. You can just tell by the way I talk about stuff. I saw this road uh, yard sign. I didn't actually see it. I heard about it. And it said, Science... Compassion, um, two other words that I forgot, but just seeing a yard sign that says science and compassion, you'd already know that that's a liberal person. So how did we get to that point that science is associated with being liberal? Now, I think liberals may be too quick to think they're science motivated and they're not dogmatic, but I'm not sure that's true. I think if you don't toe the line on at least half a dozen issues, maybe a dozen issues. Um, Your loyalty as a liberal person would be severely questioned. And you'd move into that gray zone of uh, not quite a good person. Now we're not saying all these things out loud just like we don't say things about Trump that we're thinking when the virus comes along. Some things that Biden said during the debate, clown, liar, those are extraordinary that we've come to a point that we call somebody that on a national debate. And even more so that it did, it's not shocking. It's noticeable, maybe. But it's not shocking. It's just, yeah, that's the way people feel about each other. 
I don't know, and I'm concerned about what comes after the stage we're in now. If you can have a debate like we had or like the country experienced and and I'll put most of the burden on uh, Trump but Biden obviously didn't have a clear game plan on how he was going to deal with it which is amazing considering he probably has some of the best thinkers around that surrounded him that they didn't have a clear strategy on how he was going to deal with it um, so is that just being out of touch with reality and not expecting that from Trump and not having a clear strategy and like shutting up walking off the stage, you know, staring at Trump, you know, have some kind of consistent, um, there's no clear strategy for dealing with Trump. And his interruptions and his, his lies. So how do we get to a place where we can have that chaos going on and not be ashamed as a nation. That is, it is really, um, shameful in my mind to behave like that as humans. And I would, I, you know, you can get my bias. I put most of it on Trump, but not all of it. It was, um, it was not like uh, Michelle Obama who said, when they go low, we go high. So we're at a point in time where here's what we're saying and what we're thinking, what we're feeling. They're not in alignment, at least not for me. And I bet you they're not for you either. You're saying the things that you think you should say, but they're not the things you're feeling. And I think by acknowledging that, we've got some hope left still and moving back to a a more viable and human place. But we also still have the risk risk of moving on to what's past the debate. And one of the things that I'm afraid to say out loud is violence, because it's just completely unthinkable in the U.S. that there's going to be violence over politics. But we have violence about everything else. I'm not sure why. Politics would be the one exception. So, this is a podcast about 
what we're saying and what we're thinking about Trump and the whole situation we find ourselves in. Hope you have a good day and are able to reconcile inside yourself what you're feeling and thinking and saying and move those toward a single peaceful voice inside yourself. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred and our fellow inhabitants. Namaste. Namaste.